to Tarot for the Wild Soul, Deep Conversations and Tarot Medicine for Your Highest Evolution. I am your host, Lindsay Mack, and I am wishing everyone a really bountiful and beautiful eclipse. We are at the recording of this podcast. The eclipse happened uh, roughly like a little over 12 hours ago. And we're definitely still bathing in the waters of it, um, which is quite beautiful. Uh, No matter where you were in the country or where you were in time or where you were in the world, um, I hope that the experience and the upgrades and the frequency of the eclipse and the new moon was exactly what you wanted it to be and exactly what you needed. Um... I won't share too, too much about it today, but the only thing that I was really called to share about the eclipse, um, I wrote about it a bit on my Instagram, which is at wild soul healing. And the biggest pieces that I got from my guides about it. And, you know, the other reason why I think some, I, um, don't have as much to say is because there have been so many profoundly beautiful, um, shares and downloads about the eclipse from all kinds of different places. Um, I loved what Asia Suler said on One Willow Apothecary. I loved what, of course, Chani Nicholas had to say. I loved what Jessica Lignato had to say, her beautiful weaving um, and eclipse um, uh, ritual that she wrote for Sarah Godestiner's Mini Moons book about the Sabian symbol for the day. That was absolutely beautiful and involves mermaid and prince. So highly recommend looking at that. But the big thing that came, I also loved, sorry to cut myself off. I loved what Alexandra Derby had to say about it. You can look her up on Instagram as well. Um, All different and yet all resonant. Um, And the only thing I'll add just really humbly is that it is a portal. It is a massive upgrade. It's a massive um, rewiring chemically. So if you feel and energetically and kind of electrically in the body. So if you're feeling all kinds of sorts of ways, uh, that's normal. And if you felt a lot of kind of ways yesterday, <laughs> that's totally normal. And leading up, the lead up was pretty powerful. And yesterday, um, I've I had a dear friend tell me that she literally fell to the ground and wept. And, um, actually the woman that I interviewed for the podcast that I'm about to share, my dear friend Liza shared that with me. Um, the, um, the awe and the need for some to go out and need for some to go in. Everyone was really flowing in a different place. And of course that's because the eclipse has hit all of us in different places in our chart, wherever it hit, this upgrade is occurring around both learning how to be more deeply adaptable and flexible and yet learning how to be more receptive. Um, And they sound like the same thing, but they're not because adaptability and flexibility are often really tested and stretched when we're confronted with times of change or stress and we're in those times now in our world's 
history and in our nation's history, we are at a point of crisis in terms of not panic, but of decision. There's a line being drawn in the sand. Are we going to wake up or are we going to stay asleep? So the adaptability and flexibility comes from aligning ourselves with nature, with water. What does a tree do when it's you know, branches are cut when it's struck by lightning. What does water do when her eddies change, when the flows of her streams change, when she's dammed up or when she's let loose? Water will adapt and will continue gently but slowly to carve, you know, out um, her place to actually make changes in the bedrock. Water is so gentle and yet can carve into rock. And that's, that's what's happening um, in all different kinds of ways. That's sort of the frequency we're going for in terms of enacting social change. Um, sorry, a little pop from Skype there. That's also what's happening with us individually as well. Learning how to be more gentle with ourselves and to move into a more feminine way of being. Um, the star Regulus that I think has been in Leo for the last hundreds of years, if not more, just moved out of Leo and into Aquarius. So there's a completely different shift. And that was marked around the eclipse as well. There's a completely different shift in tone and in energy moving from a Leo way of doing things to an Aquarian way of doing things. So this really matches with us sort of coming home to what it is to be active and confronting deep changes that need to happen in the world right now and in our country and with massive issues in the environment and inequality and racial injustice. And also doing it with a kind of active softness. And that duality that kind of blending of the dualities hasn't really been seen before. And yet we're in it right now, right as we crest over to Virgo to the first day of Virgo, which I think is literally tomorrow. Um, there's this kind of sealing in of this way of being more adaptable, less stuck in our defenses and our bullshit with love. It's just the ego and I got one too. So it's okay. Um, and more available to confront stress of when, by the way, when I use the word stress, I'm talking about an evolutionary kind of stress. The ego would really prefer always to be comfortable and in what feels good and in what feels like it's familiar with. And the root system of all evolution is stress. Um, the ego and the nervous system have to be uprooted out of where they are comfortable and put into a place where they are uncomfortable and learn to grow there. And that's what all of us are doing as individuals. And some of us, depending on where we are in the planet, our individual soul legacies, um, our age, you know, where we stand in the world, um, some of us, the color of our skin, we are learning how to be available to where we are being asked to evolve. And that's crucial. I read somewhere, um, on Instagram that someone sort of mentioned that her belief was that no human being is responsible to another 
and asking people to be responsible for the experience of another human being is as foolish and as futile, really, rather, as asking kind of a body of water to get up and dance, that we can't ask the water to be any other way than how it's going to be. And to that, I see a point in it to an extent. And the reason that I see it to an extent is that, yeah, we can't ask water to tap dance, and yet the ocean is constantly shifting every single day based around the pull of the tides, based around the feminine knowing. This is the upgrade that spiritually-minded people must make now because we can have the knowing that every human being incarnated here for a reason, every human being, we can even believe that every human being chose their parents, are empowered in their own lives, that no one is responsible for another directly, that everyone is responsible for their soul experience, and that no one's a victim, and yet be available to be a more adapted, flexible, kind, and available force for change than our ancestors were available to do, than our brothers and sisters are available to do, that maybe our family members are available to do. Water is one of the most adaptive and flexible for forces on the planet and cuts through what literally cuts through mountains with its gentleness and its persistence to going where the streams guide it to go. So that kind of esoteric example, shifting out of the mindset that spiritualism and that um, kind of our soul's earthly promise is relegated to living an individualized life of comfort and stability and into the messiness of profoundly needed change to be available, to be actually much more like water than I think we ever thought. I think to, and I say this with enormous compassion, there's no judgment here, but I'll speak for myself. There was a time in my life, even being a survivor of abuse and massive PTSD and really, really horrible circumstances as a kid and very painful ones as a teenager and a woman in her 20s, I totally thought the ultimate was to transcend everything, was to transcend and just be peaceful um, and to sort of um, flow with this stillness. And that just isn't the way. It's just, it's not, it doesn't match anything in nature. And that's really the true teacher. Um, the stillness is earned by being willing to brave snow and sleet and rain and fires and lightning, like the fire that happened around Brighton Bush, which is so heartbreaking. But the, um, it's this constant reminder of the soul of nature being in alignment with the soul of the individual and thereby the soul of the collective. So, that's so much of what the eclipse sealed in us is this shift away from a kind of passive spiritualism and passive service to a kind of understanding that while we're not responsible 
for validating anyone else's existence. We are responsible for tuning in with how we may be um, walking a path of clear alignment for the betterment and the validity and the hearing of everyone. So it's a small shift, but it's shifting from victimhood to empowerment. And that's really what I believe that this is doing. Um, and the final thing that I'll say about this eclipse is that it has been channeled to me that this is our great, great, great grandchildren's. This is, this eclipse is for our children's children's children, that the kinds of things that are happening within us are not the sexiest. They're not the most sparkly. They're not the most easily transmittable or easily communicated around right now, but it is very clear that the kinds of changes and evolutions that need to be made begin with this eclipse and have we've really been building up to them for quite some time, but there's a very powerful upgrade that happened in it where a new line was sort of drawn in the sand where we're just simply not going to be able to move into the kind of places that we were before. And uh, I think that's all I have to say about that. Hopefully that served. And if you have questions, email them me. You email them to me. Blech. Anyway, on to other things. So the first thing is that our monthly medicine episode, which will be all about the frequencies and the energies of September, is going to come on the early side next week. I release this podcast every Tuesday. I think the first of the month is next Friday. I'm sorry, um, not this coming Friday, but next Friday. Uh, somewhere around the end of the week. And I'm looking at my calendar, yep, uh, not this Friday, but next Friday. So you'll have access to that monthly medicine episode a couple days before the month starts, which will be sweet. Uh, there is a ginormous, super special announcement that I'm going to be making about a program that I'm going to be releasing that is, I think, going to be very exciting for everyone. It's a brand new way to work with me. And uh, I think everyone's going to be very pleased with it and hopefully interested. So uh, yeah, just a further way to serve this beautiful community that I love so much. So now that I've talked um, your fucking ears off, on to my guest. This woman, Liza Fenster, is my guest today. She is a profoundly dear friend of mine. To say that is an understatement. She's a profoundly gifted teacher, Reiki healer, tarot reader, and woman, and mother, and wife, and friend. And it's my dearest pleasure and honor to share this interview with you today. Uh, Liza can be, well, all of her information about where she can be found uh, will be in the liner notes of the podcast as well as at the end of this one. Our interview is a little bit on the longer side. There's a longer episode today, which maybe I apologize for. <laughs> if you guys hate longer lengths, um, I'll try to always keep it sheared a little closer to an hour, hour 15. But if it's ever a little longer than that, I apologize uh, if that's too much. I'll, you know, learning learning with this whole process. So I'll do my best with that. Um, I'm not even going to say anymore. Uh, just sit back, relax, enjoy my conversation with Liza Fenster 
founder of The Persistent Miracle. And I hope that everyone has an absolutely beautiful week. Thank you for listening. Welcome to Tarot for the Wild Soul Deep Conversations and Tarot Medicine for Your Soul's Evolution. I mean, this is this is a big deal. <laughs> this is I'm like there are emotions. I mean, I mean. Oh, I have with me the the finest woman, the most beautiful sister the most gorgeous tarot reader, uh, former student, dear friend, dear colleague, phenomenal healer, incredible mother, mm. Liza Fenster. Hi. <laughs> so I want to share with everyone, I'm like giddy, like it's crazy. But anyway, I want to share with everyone who Liza is. So Liza Fenster is a shamanic Reiki practitioner, tarot card reader, intuitive, studying to be a medium. Mm-hmm. For mediumship, right? Mm-hmm. Um, profoundly gifted, profoundly deep, um, profoundly committed to her journey through sobriety, profoundly committed to her happiness and a life of joy. She is the founder of the Persistent Miracle, mm-hmm. which is her baby and the umbrella on, under which she does her work. And she operates all over New York and via. You do distance work, don't you? I do, yes. Fuck yeah, you do, girl. (laughs) Um, Liza is an unbelievable tarot reader who has these teachings and these ways of explaining cards and living the tarot, which is so profound, and we're going to talk a lot about that. And she's also mama to baby Yona Marcel. Hi, Yona. Little dove. Hi, Yona. (laughs) Who is simply the most beautiful child, like... The most amazing um, chub, little being. Chub, 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 He's amazing. Chub, chub, chub. Chub, chub, chub. And I mention that because I feel like as a non-mother, the, I, I, the, from even a non-mom perspective, the journey, even bearing witness to you through motherhood, I almost feel like, I feel like it would be so nourishing if it arises for you to talk about your transition in identity, what that is for you to look at healing work with mamahood, mothering with serving, because you're doing it, mm-hmm. and you're doing it like a fucking badass, but whatever. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and Liza and I are here to talk about tarot and wild soul stuff. Mm. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Dragging your ass all the way to my apartment. (laughs) And so it is. And so it is. So um, I want to just kind of cut right to it. How did you get into tarot? What was your first experience? I got my first deck when I was about 21 or 22 Mm. um i'll be 38 in august and so uh, i was living in miami and becoming deeply interested in anything that had to do with the occult and Mm. i use that in air quotes because of my very limited knowledge at the time um anything to do with spirituality occultism mediumship 
any and all of it. I wanted all. I wanted to know everything. And there was a store that is no longer there on Miami Beach on Lincoln Road called the Ninth Chakra. Oh. And I got my first deck at the Ninth Chakra and a little book to go with it. And I started reading through that for my friends and for myself and um and and it told me no lies from the very beginning mm. and so nobody needed to tell me that it was you know real or 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 it, it was just it was deeply personal and very honest from the very beginning like you ah i mean it's true I well what was there a journey? Where did your interest, because you're a born intuitive, profound healer. I would love for you to walk people through your journey. Um, it's a powerful one, and I know, but where was the path from where you started in your life to kind of feeling that call back home mm. to that sense of healership, soul work, to shamanic Reiki, and then to tarot? Was it all sort of, um, I actually, I actually don't know that this isn't just for the listeners. <laughs> I actually <laughs> don't know this story. And I kind of can't wait to hear it. What was your journey? Um, when did you start hearing that call? Um, like what led you to the ninth chakra? My whole life, I have sought to become closer with a power greater than ourselves. Mm. Some people call, I've called it God at times. Yeah. I've called it, um, now I just say spirit, great spirit. Usually I talk to Gaia. Uh, my whole life as a child, um, I sought, it started as as seeking refuge and comfort and safety in uh, a very tumultuous and chaotic childhood. Um, I heard people talking about the capital G God, and I thought that there might be something to that. And as a young adult, finding the ninth chakra, um, I had moved beyond the desire to seek out the capital G God, you know, white man with the white beard in the sky to just something that made sense that would help guide me um, into a feeling of peace and guide me mm -hmm. into um, a way of life that would help me become a better human being. Um, yeah. And so I found, and sidebar, that's not sidebar. I've always been really, I'm going to use the word obsessed because it's not an exaggeration <laughs> with um, the great beyond, with death and the, the dead mm -hmm. and um, spirit guides and um, ascendant masters, yada, yada. And so when I found this deck, it's a Rider weight deck. I have it. I use it every day still. Um I was being communicated with through this deck. Um, it was very clear to me then, um, immediately, like I just said. And so fast forward, um, at that time, 
I was like, this is amazing. This is a whole new world that I want to know everything about the world of um, divination and the occult. And I started sticking my toes into places without guidance <laughs> that there. were very scary. Yeah. And it was, I was a very spiritually um, undisciplined young witch. Uh, I wasn't very safe and, um, and really started to experience some very scary things, mm. spiritually scary things, things that I was afraid I wouldn't be able to air quotes, wash off, if you know what I yeah, mean. And I so, um, and I stayed with my nose in the tarot cards, my nose on Ouija boards, my nose in, um, seance ish circles and Santeria um, rituals for a long time. And then I kind of realized that I wasn't actually present for my life. Mm, fuck. Do you know what I mean? I sure do. I wouldn't ask my gut, well, what do you think I should do about X, Y, Z? I would just go straight to the cards. I would, which is great. It's beautiful. Yeah. But, um, I didn't want, I wanted the cards to tell me how to live life. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. And, um, and at around that same time, I had that realization. I hit yet another rock bottom with um, depression and anxiety, clinically. So, how old were you at that time? Mm -hmm. I was around. I was between twenty eight and thirty. Okay, it's kind of foggy in there Saturn because return. exactamente. Yeah. Saturn return. Yeah. Returned. Returned. <laughs> Saturn returned. Saturn returned. I've been listening to RuPaul's uh, podcast also, and oh. I just returned. Medicine. Yes. That's beautiful. So please continue. Um, and Hit so. this very, very deep valley. Yeah. And, and um, I was hospitalized at that time for clinical depression and, um, suicidal ideology and um, I had lost a child in its midterm um, deep into the second trimester and um, so every yes you said it rock bottom very deep in a valley and I let it all go um, I I packed away my deck of tarot cards because I just want to be very clear and and transparent about you know, me and this deck of tarot cards. I had that deck at the time for anywhere from seven to nine years, you know, but it was very, um, it, it was just something I did. Mm. It was something I just did, you know, and, and it was personal and I would still read for my close friends. And, mm -hmm. but, you know, I can't sit here and say that, oh, I've just been so deep in the tarot just for, 15 years because that's not true mm -hmm. um I was always I always remained obsessed with the great beyond and visiting graveyards on the daily and um um I put it all away I, I literally packed that deck away in a box um I sought out other spiritual avenues other religions I have visited the holy houses of at least 10 religions in a very serious way, seeking mm. something. Um, and then 
And then I think in my early 30s, You know, it's kind of hard to explain. It just, it's just a thing that just never goes away. It never leaves you alone. It's yeah. that tiny tap on the window of your brain. Totally. Um, I started reading for a couple of friends again, just, just for fun. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then at the same time I was a massage therapist and That's right. yeah, yeah, I That's right. was like, wait a minute, like this, the world needs a deep healing, deep, deep, deep healing. And I was doing that. It was very fulfilling. Um, but I started having a very, very guttural knowing that there was more for me in that realm of healing. Um, and I realized that when I was with massage therapy patients, the word Reiki or energy healing or whatever you want to call it was happening. Um, Mm. I think that most of us are doing that. We just don't know what its name is. Um, And so I started to um, learn about energy healing. Uh, I took attunements and certifications, and then one thing led to another, and um, I I became so enthralled with uh, healing, the divination of healing work. That I thought that, well, how could I become better and deeper and hear what more there might be for me to do for this life in front of me? Smacks forehead, mm-hmm. realizes that tarot just might be the thing. Um, what if I could use it as um, an addendum to these sessions? Um, to see if there's anything else for me for for me there and i actually found your name through some somewhere on the interweb mm-hmm. i don't remember how um but i found you and the um and brooklyn fools mm-hmm. actually and i was like she's for me i know that she is for me <laughs> we are for each other we are true. for we are in we fact really are for really each are. other um and that was about 3 years ago remember and so um yeah and that's how it all and it just came full circle I Mm. just decided to um if not now when to really um take a chance on my life Mm. to it hit me like a ton of bricks um when my dog passed away that um I was so stripped bare and down to you know down to the beginning again that I would do anything to help other people get where they want to be in life. I would do anything to help people be free. And I had this thought one day, it was a question, um, Liza, when are you going to do that for yourself? And so here we are. Here we are. Yeah. And, um, So tarot and divination work, further divination work, specifically tarot, um, came as something that I thought might help me become a better healing facilitator. And in fact, it has. It has helped me become a better healing facilitator. It has helped me become a better teacher. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I pull cards before I teach my students, after I teach my students, for pretty much everything. Pretty much everything. That's beautiful. Yeah. There's so much in here that, you know, I had forgot to mention this. Liza and I are like really deep heart sisters, but we started as, sorry for the sirens, it's New York. New York. (laughs) Um, Liza and I are deep heart sisters and colleagues, you know, professional. She's a professional reader, but we started our relationship with me teaching her teaching her how to read tarot in the way that I teach it. You started our relationship as a reader for you. Yes. I was her client and a shout out to Lindsay Mack and her, um, (laughs) (laughs) and these incredibly deep therapeutic tarot sessions. I won't even call them readings, but I was, I, I asked to be ripped wide open without words. And that is exactly what I got. Mm-hmm. Um, so Lindsay was my reader. That's how our relationship started. Everybody, you know, she gave me the great gift of communication with something I could trust, um, something bigger than me. And then I became her student. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for your beautiful words. Well, the thing that, the thing that, oh, I'm very honored by that. And the thing that I find so incredible about hearing the story that you just shared is that that is the deep mystery for most of us, isn't it? That it comes into our life when we're younger. Mm. And then there is a crash fucking bomb. That's a in a very parallel way, like two different highways in the same state. That's what happened to me too. Mm-hmm. I found tarot when I was young, fucked around with it, but in a serious way, mm-hmm. like fucked with it with integrity as I do all things is the way I think how you do True. with all things. Even if we're fucking ourselves up, it's with integrity. So much integrity. <laughs> we're going full out on it. <laughs> We've done that, you know? And, um, and then when we've reached this complete breakdown point, it winds up back in our hands. We're not alone in that, but I feel that that I really do believe that's part of the Dharma. Sometimes you don't have, for anyone who doesn't share that experience, you're not excluded from the Dharma of being a reader, but there is something there because we're not alone in that. There is something there as it because I, I, I especially believe, and know you do too, that tarot is a profoundly helpful tool, if not one of the most helpful tools for any kind of trauma healing. Mm-hmm. And so I do think for those, I wouldn't, I won't even say for tarot readers, but I will say for those of us who've had PTSD and trauma, of which we both had, it is like this gift from God that does just, it goes away when it's supposed to, and it comes back when it's supposed to. And um, I always know that you've told me that one of the reasons you were drawn to work with me, felt drawn to work with me is that I taught tarot without fear. Correct. And I love hearing your story now because your reflection on kind of tasting and trying all these different experiences and it feeling fearful before, now that's not a part of your life anymore. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just beautiful to see that arc. Not even that I had anything to do with that. It's just beautiful that 
as we grow older, there's this reach for clarity um, around the tools we're using so that's no longer a part of it, fear. Right. That's so powerful. And then, um, so my question to you is, I would love actually to hear you speak a little bit about, I have been so moved. I don't even know if I've told you this. I feel like I might have, but I have been so profoundly moved at how you've used trauma, uh, how you've used tarot, I'm sorry, as a deep heart tool during postpartum. Because I feel like that's when you've gotten, when I hear you kind of reflect on that, the, the times are real dark mm-hmm. and like your baby is screaming and you're just in it for the day. Like you have your deck mm-hmm. and you, Liza, um, especially for the mamas, like any mama listening, like I would love for you to share. Liza is a fucking hands on mama. Mm-hmm. Her husband is a badass, but the two of them work and they raise their child. And I would just love to hear from you about, how tarot's been a tool for you in the fourth trimester. So they say your son is almost five months old. Mm-hmm. Um, and how you've valued and, and cultivated that time, even in the midst of like a day, mm-hmm. um, being the mama that you are. Um, I'd love to hear you speak about that even beyond postpartum because you and again not to say that we both have to be alike but we do share this like when we're in the shit we go right to the deck i mean we go right to the heart Mm -hmm. to the body to Mm -hmm. this moment Mm -hmm. but we do Mm because we're looking to get squared right and to recenter in moments when we're feeling the feels but we want to be in alignment and feel the feels so i'd love to hear your practice with that and your valuing of that um, I think just to speak for one second on going, the practice of going to the deck when we're in the shit, please, when, when it's great, when it's confusing, mm-hmm. when it's sad, when it's angry, when just, just in fact, going to the deck, I have realized this week why I do that. Um, mm. and I can say it in in your company because um, it's relative. And I've, I realized that I go to the deck consistently for the same reasons I have visited the holy houses of so many de- denominations, looking for solace, for comfort, for communication. Mm. Communication. Um, I, my whole life, have wanted somebody um, to be present for me um, for better, for worse, unconditionally, um, and most specifically present for me when I need them. Um, and I need someone to be present for me when it's really hard, but also when it's really good. Um, and I have come to terms with, I think finally in this year of my life, that familiarly speaking, that is not my lot that that I have not been 
Uh, I just don't have that setup. Just to be very, very plain about it, you know, in in um, well, neither of us have present parents, right? And yeah. so I and can we're say, raised without present exactly, parents. and so yeah. I can totally say that around you, and so absolutely, and I realized that um, that communication with great spirit, um, what I identify with through tarot divination, is just a conversation. Um, I just want to talk. Just mm. want to talk. Um, I just want to listen. Tell me what you think. You know, what should I do? Um, what is in my best and highest good to know today? Even if I don't know what's going on, right? Um, and so as a new mother, um, cultivate, developing, cultivating that practice um, in this time has been invaluable and ever-changing um it has looked very different in the short five months almost five months that i've been a mother i have so many questions about (laughs) about (laughs) life about not just like oh god what do i do with this child right but about who the fuck am i anymore right you know so for anybody that is listening to your podcast that has experienced motherhood will know exactly what that is, you've said it the best when you say it's like someone took an atomic bomb and threw it into your life and Mm -hmm. nothing is the same anymore, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so when my son was first born, um, he still napped. (laughs) (laughs) Those days are long gone. Girl. Girl. (laughs) He's not napping right this second. He's just not, man. You know, he's the, so cute. Though. He's so cute. He's though. so beautiful. He's super I beautiful. I feel like that helps. It does. A it, little. A lot. A <laughs> lot. I'm so glad. Blessed be. Blessed be. Um, well, you know what? He's not napping right now because he's discovered the world and he doesn't want to miss anything, right? It's and so it's really. Um, to be present for his new and constantly changing experience is so intrinsically valuable. Mm. That said, I just want to say that um, I don't get to have beautiful, sexy uh, tarot poles right now. I just yeah. don't because I don't have time. Yeah, you're doing it like on the toilet. Literally on yeah. the toilet. Understood. Um, <laughs> like I am... You it's know, the holy grail. I mean, okay, yeah. like you know, when he goes to bed, I have, I have a countdown of how long it's going to be. You know, before he goes to sleep, or excuse me, before he wakes up again. So in that time, you know, I have to do my work. I have to get back to clients. Um, I have to do remote readings. I have to, but in terms of, um, I, oh, I have to eat dinner. There's that. Yeah. Oh dear. It was squeeze that squeeze in. Squeeze that in. Hey, maybe say hello to my my beautiful spouse. Maybe do yeah. that. But um as far as personal practice zero. It is not sexy. It happens, yeah. but it's not this beautifully curated Instagram approved um yeah. spread right now. I I I'm going to say this and <laughs> it's on the public record. I think the deeper you are in your work, mm. the less possible it becomes to really post about it sure yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah like i've i've been like in the moment of this recording like i'm doing a tarot challenge right now so i've been off 
work. Like it's easy for me to take photos of the cards Mm -hmm. every day, like Mm -hmm. in a flower bank and like Mm -hmm. being here and there for the next two weeks, those shits are going to be on my table. Right. (laughs) Like the table I work on. Right. Probably after 8 p.m. every day. Most likely, yes. Yeah. Like it's, I, I feel you hard and I, I, I really honor the, which is not to say anyone who creates gorgeous posts, there's a time and a place. There are just times when if you're full in the service of, and you are full in service, you're serving your clients and you're a mother, Mm -hmm. no greater service in the world. I think when you're just on like that, the, the visual becomes less present to the public. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, Sorry to cut you off no, your train. I just not at all. loved that you said that because it's not sexy. No, when sometimes it's, it's not. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it's not. Sometimes it's real sexy. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the rest of the time, not even a little bit, you know. Yeah. And, and when he was in his first couple of months of life, as you remember, because, you know, we kick it like that. You remember he yeah. slept. We could do anything. I do remember that. I could do anything. He would just sleep through it. Yeah. Um, I could do these long, elaborate spreads with him lying on my chest in a sling and um, and really take long, languid times to do these things. I could build altars for new moons and full moons, and I could have service for myself. Girl, I haven't done... <laughs> I have not done an altar service for myself since the Taurus new moon. Yeah. I just have not. I have done service. I've done moon service in my my little backyard, but there's no there's no card spread. There's no altar building right now because there's no time. Yeah. And um, I kind of lamented that at first because, um, to be quite frank, and to to speak out to again any mothers new or not new mothers that might be listening it's like you I have really missed my life Mm. I've really missed me you know I've really uh struggled in the last almost five months to kind of get a handle on who I am now is it anything like who I was before Yona came into my life And the answer is yes, in lots and lots and lots of ways. It just happens to be someone who at this moment is practicing practical magic. Mm. I am a working witch, right? Yes, you are. It it bees like that sometimes, you know. It just it bees (laughs) like that. It do. It It do. Yes, it do. It do. Yeah, it do. Um, And so. You know, there have been times as a new mother that I have desperately wanted feedback from my family, you know, um, yeah. good, bad, indifferent. I just need someone to listen. Um, and I've not been able to get it a lot of times. And so I go to the cards, right? Um, there have been times when, uh, I need guidance. Like who am, what do I do? What do I do now? Am I ever going to feel happy again? Yeah. Um, is this ever going to get better? Um, And to be truthful, tarot has served to be the most kind and gentle nudge, motherly nudge, fatherly nudge. I don't fucking know what it is, but it's the most gentle nudge 
away from pushing tarot mm-hmm. work, away from pushing work as a working witch, as a teacher, as a healing facilitator. I have pulled the star, not actually not so much in the last couple of months. The first two or three months, I pulled the star and star reversed more times than I could count. She does come, it, when she comes in, she really comes to stay. Yeah. I always say the star is like, um, like kind of like Mary Poppins. Like she just kind of shows up mm-hmm. until you're done with her. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's a fact. I would I, I would say right? the star and um, oh man, moon, yeah, especially <laughs> in month one and two of being a new mother. Literally, I say because I'm not a mother. Like literally, cannot imagine the kind of identity shifts that that is. It like is the moon, yeah. Like you got to, we're walking through the dark, girl. Yeah. We're walking through the dark. Wow. Don't be afraid to turn and look. But you know. So it's been this tether for you. Uh-huh. Period. Like through your life. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And especially now. Especially now. But you know, um, it, it's been, it's, it's really helped me. become more even headed in, and, um, you know, I, have shared with you before I became a mom at the end of our, our journey and our deep dive of learning, Mm -hmm. um, with you that I went out and found my biological father. Right. And so story, um, my relationship with Tara was so thick and intense during that time Mm -hmm. that, um, you know, I was told through cards, now's not the time to try and find your biological father. This is a little bit before. Now's not the time. Now's not the time. You're getting closer. You're getting closer. Rest, sweet girl. Rest. Rest. Now is the time. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and it, it really suffice to say that um, it helped me trust my relationship with the cards. Um, yeah, totally. It helped me, I will say that it helped me trust my relationship with the divine and the cards are, um, the way that we talk to each other. Mm -hmm. And so as a new mother, back to, you know, your original question, I don't really doubt it at all, at all. You know, that could change, um, I have no reason to doubt my relationship with the divine and tarot as our communication. I will say, if anybody, did you watch Stranger Things? Yeah. Okay, so you know how Winona and her her crazy ass character. Yes. God um, bless her. Bless. Um, The lights on the wall. Yeah. So... The cards are like the lights are like on my your wall. Cluster of Christmas lights. That's it, man. And I'm I just crazy you. ass Winona in my living room looking yeah. for the lights to flash at me. <laughs> I hear you so hard on that. <laughs> it's it's it is literally your um yeah, I mean the metaphor you just gave was perfect. I think everybody has something Mm. that enables them to receive, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's 
I think you receive in many ways, but I feel you in the shit. It's there for you. Mm-hmm. And you know, you've just described something that I think keys into this very powerful point and is such a testament to the beauty and the power and the immersion of how you live and how you read, which is that you really understand that at least from my humble perspective, and I think we're similar in this, like my relationship with, with God is such that I recognize the fact that I came here with a big old dharma to work through some big old brain chemistry. And a part of that is a lot of mess. It's good mess. It's mm-hmm. a lot less mess than it's been. But mm-hmm. the cards have always been for me the most effective tool for me to understand the function and the medicine of the mess, which helps me to evolve through it Mm -hmm. rather than kick it away. Mm -hmm. So that's very much, I'm finding a deep parallel with what you're saying, which is that, especially in the journey with finding your biological father, which is such an incredible, such an incredible story. Um, Liza, after her father left the family, how old were you when he left? It's less than a year old. Less than a year old, only saw her father a couple of different times, lives in the middle of nowhere in Arizona, and while she was fucking pregnant. <laughs> Super like <a> pregnant. Fucking <laughs> badass. She went out to Arizona and found him. Yep. And spoke her peace with him. I sure did. Incredible. I waddled out to the middle of the desert. I sure did. And pulled a single card and Ace of Swords. Ace of Swords. I and today is the day. I'm coming for you. Wow. Was basically that. And so I remember you telling me that it felt like it, these are my words. I wish I could directly quote you. You you correct me um, and sculpt this um, to match your truth, but. I just remember being so, because that's enough, like that story, but this idea that you felt, you knew in your soul, it was something that you had to do before you had your child. It was something that you had to do for you. And I remember you saying like, that you had this understanding of, I think I remember you saying of the strength card. Mm -hmm. Like if you could do that, Mm -hmm. you could do anything. You could give birth to your child. You could do anything. Mm-hmm. Like there were all of these, like the, the, it was like, I mean, it's just the ultimate, the ultimate, <laughs> you know, like that mm-hmm. experience is the ultimate. I'm very honored that you shared it on here. Thank you. <laughs> Huge. I mean, it, 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 it was the strength card. There it was so yeah. much strength medicine, you know, making allies out of fear. You know, my lack of relationship with my biological father was one of the single most heavy things I carried with me my entire life. You know, I've, I only laid eyes on him one time in my mm. life and you were 10 or so. Is that I was 12. It was 12. the summer that I was 12. Yeah. It was father's day of my 12th year. <laughs> and, um, 
and I, you know, if I wasn't afraid of the experience, I was so full of rage thinking about the experience, Absolutely. the experience being possibly finding him someday, um, that it was debilitating. And I was never allowed by the universe to follow through with trying to find him while I was either in fear or in rage, mm. you know, you know, fear is, is kind of loose because I don't want to say, you know, I flew out to Arizona and drove three hours into the desert further with no fear. You were fucking um, afraid. I was fucking afraid. Yeah. I did it anyway. That's who you are. Right. You just do yeah. it anyway. It's you not going to do it anyway. You just fucking do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And so tarot as my guide through that Mm -hmm. and into having this baby Uh even into conceiving the baby you know it it was heartbreaking for so long you know I lost that child you know 10 or so years ago yeah um and I thought that I just have to try to have a child immediately when I got married and it did not happen for a couple years, uh, over a couple years, and really working with tarot through that, and just saying, "Listen, there's more. There's more. There's mm. more. You're okay. It's okay." I love how you're essentially saying tarot has helped you live in right timing and alignment with your soul's highest. Like, there's this beautiful cord through all of these things that you've been saying Mm -hmm. around the timing Mm -hmm. of things without a doubt yes it's so remarkable because i think with all due um a lot of people don't even think about that and i think you know there are those of us who absolutely do but i wonder if (laughs) um part of it comes from having experienced what it is to be in such profoundly unfair circumstances and to be stuck so, so profoundly in certain moments of one's life that there's such a clear realization. Well, there's no way I can rush this, but I can find God in the wait. Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. I would agree with that. But, and, and add that, um, you know, I hit a, bottom at some point mm-hmm. in I'm going to say I'm going to guess yeah it's definitely already in my 30s that um I just got real sick of forcing my will upon stuff right yeah. because you know it just didn't ever work out mm-hmm. the first it doesn't it doesn't man <laughs> you know I mean like it despite really... what I like to tell myself yeah it really doesn't I and so you. um it, you know, there's this saying, let go or be dragged. Yeah. And I just got real sick of being dragged, man. And um, and so trying to live in alignment with what is in best and highest good for me, my family, my community, you know, on and on and on. It's just better for yeah. me, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, totally. It's just better now. Um, yeah. And... And I have learned to trust this relationship with creator, with source, with, you know, um, great spirit that I I now totally see in retrospect that um, that everything that has been 
even the unthinkable stuff that's happened in my life, it was not in vain. It was all for a purpose. It still is. And so why not? Why not just sort of ride? Yeah, just let's let's ride. Let's yeah. I'm ride or die for spirit, basically. <laughs> I love that. Is shit. what I'm saying. I also am ride or die for spirit. I love that. <laughs> um, let's go deeper. What is your? So I'm gonna. We can go back and forth on this or not. Um, well, first of all, I just want to say I've. This is not a part of the segment. <laughs> this <laughs> is not a part of the segment, but I feel like. I've never met anyone who's been, and this is you to me, like equal parts Queen of Cups and the Strength Guard. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like potent and like roll deep. And I feel like that makes sense for you because you're Leo with a Pisces moon, aren't you? Correct. I mean, I feel like that's your flow. Yeah. Wow. That's funny. Just so everyone knows this also, we're, Liza and I are recording this tonight. We are literally in the dark. <laughs> Yeah, basically, <laughs> you. I kind of like it. I, I, love I don't mind it. it. We're I literally it. in the dark. Here for it. Um, what is your? What is the card that you're feeling most right now? What card are you really um, vibing on and loving, and having a fling oh, with right now, girl? Um, and tell me why. Temperance. Talk to me. Jesus, I. That was a, that was a surprise. That was like a left field answer. I can't so, wait to hear. It's funny because. Um, you know, the one that I love the most is, of course, or the one that I'm, I vibe with a lot mm. is is Queen of Cups. It's my Queen of Cups is my patron card. Mm. Um, and she so really is. I just vibe with her. I've been vibing with her a lot again. And what's her medicine for you? Um, like when you receive her, what does she remind you of? Mm, that it is okay to be me. Mm. And, and, and to be specific, um, that I'm not crazy <laughs> and um, yeah. I do I really do see everything and um, for yeah. better or for worse and she comes up for me so much and it just really validates justifies all the times that people told me to stop being so sensitive as a kid mm. or even today but but um, that she speaks to my very intense need to just go deeper. It's not a choice for me. Yeah. It's just how I, how, that's how I'm living. You well, know? she celebrates it. Yeah. She does it too. It's her jam. Yeah, She's like, no, 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 no. I'm just going to take this dive. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go out with my like beautiful. Right. Ride my dolphins down yes, or whatever. Correct. And, um, mm. I have no interest. You and I have talked about this a lot mm-hmm. in, in small talk and superficiality. That's why this works. Can't do it, man. Yeah. And so um, it's just, yeah, she reminds me that it's okay to be me. Mm-hmm. And um, and she and the Queen of Wands are really, really one on either side of me right now, kind of mm-hmm. bolstering me. Um, but the card that I'm having... I'm cycling through right now as temperance mm. <laughs> um, because yeah, I'm just real black and white, mm. real black and white. Yeah. I have a very hard time with gray matter. Um, 
it it just it is what it is and that's the way it is and and there's no negotiation right it, and that doesn't always pay off my tendency to be black and white um but it is what you're in right now it is what i'm in right now yeah and also i'm gonna keep it a thousand with you more than a hundred i'm gonna keep it a thousand <laughs> please thou wow um you, so okay so you know I'm sober, right? I, I um Eliza will be twenty years. Yeah, this is my twentieth year of sobriety, right? And so oh, it's congratulations. Thank you. Um I don't smoke, I don't drink, mm. I don't do drugs, I don't lie, cheat, steal, I don't what do I don't do a whole lot of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And so the things that I do do I've taken it to the hilt, such as <laughs> ice cream you know i don't know i mean um i have just oh man like after i was there's something about that and i've never fully dropped in with it but i will i I understand the reality of it it's dairy it's sweet it's whatever but like after my breakdown when i found up i basically couldn't eat anything and had to be was off alcohol and have been now for three years completely and no no drugs ever again no cigarettes ever again all that Ice cream was, that was it. Right. And I was like, I'll, I'll have this fat ass gladly right now. Because it's because delicious <laughs> and amazing. It's, and it's kind of all I have right now. So in terms of all that. You know, and it's really, really, really funny. The food thing has mm-hmm. really been huge. A thing, a thing since I gave birth. Because, um, mm. you know... I went ham on food when I was pregnant. I like, I just, I gained. I'll take bacon on my ham on my burger, please. Hello. Fried. I need all of it fried. No, um, I went in and I, you know, I just, I gained a lot of weight. Um, it was wonderful and amazing. And, mm-hmm. and I, I have since then given it all back to my super fat, chubby, beautiful son. Yeah. Um, but in this like deep drop off of, what the fuck has just happened to me as a mm-hmm. new mother? Um, I have sought food as comfort. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has brought up, um, I've really had to look at this. It has brought up the need to ask why. Mm-hmm. Because it's really all I have left, you know, as far yeah. as like vices. And so, um, and it's really come back to childhood and being deeply afraid that there's not going to be enough be food. food. Yep. Yeah, and um, and like needing to hoard it, but also like I don't want to eat it because what if it's not there? And then I'll go somewhere and order all the food on the menu. You know what I mean? And 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 it's weird up and down. And and so temperance. I'm saying temperance because. This relationship to um, food and comfort has felt a lot like substance. Oh, wow. Yeah. I realized very recently, within the last week or two, something came up and and I was upset about something. I don't even, it was trivial. I don't even remember what it was. Mm -hmm. The next thing I know, I'm like, you know, elbows deep in a fucking like bag of cookies. And I don't remember, like... I didn't do it in a black. That's what I'm saying. I, I didn't set out to do so. Right. Yeah. And so, um, you know, this temperance, this balance after a deep ego shift 
to like the ego shift being new motherhood. Yeah. And having all of my my familiarity stripped away, mm-hmm. you know, because as you know, I'm not just a new mom. I'm a new mom who lives deep out in Queens away from her village, right? Yeah. And so sh- having this, this ego stripping of all that is familiar to me, which is probably very necessary, I'm seeking this balance of temperance somehow. I'm cycling through it and it is rough. Yeah. It's rough, but I'm here for it. I feel you completely. I feel like I feel like I'm in that card right now too. Interesting. How so? Actually, um in a different way. I feel like um we were talking about this earlier that I have been in incredible unbelievable soul discomfort like um because i'm changing mm-hmm. because i and i'm not alone this is a collective experience but um that feeling that everyone's having right now but no one i think is really talking about it like i don't know what's going to come next you know right um and i don't know if i ever have but i've had a perception and that's gone. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just total, total, total void. Um, and yet, I've done enough work to be genuinely cozy here. But that doesn't mean I'm not a human being. I'm not uncomfortable. And my flow lately has just been, I'm going to show up in service and I'm going to offer until I'm told to do something else. If, if that, if that should come. And to me in a kind of a very different way, although I think, I think it's the same idea. That's where I feel like I'm in temperance. Cause I literally feel like I'm the water in the two cups right now. Oh wow. Like I literally feel like I'm being blended and I don't have any clue what that looks like wow I had no clue I'm just the water in the cups right now <laughs> like that's all right, I know right 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 that's all I know it's not bad it's just not just that's is what exactly it is exactly what it is yeah that's just exactly what it is. is it's not bad at all it's deeply uncomfortable I feel like I'm very tender right now Mm. but I can't point to anything and tell you like oh this huge thing is going on I'm just if I'm genuinely in an expansion process and that's what it feels like that's what it is and you were saying earlier today like can't really talk about it hard to talk about it right that's where I've been for the last, I don't even know. Right. Like a month, two months, like completely. Um, yeah. So that's interesting that you say temperance because I just feel like my job is to be the water that's getting blended right, right now right, in the right, two right. cups. Allow yourself to be poured back and forth. I think between temperance and like eight of wands, totally process situations. Yeah. 
you know, that's come up a few times, I think, yeah. in the last pretty recent mm-hmm. polls. Yeah. Oh, hello, New York. Hello, okay. New York. What about cards that are challenging you right now? Are there any? Like, uh, even one that you're just like, God damn it. Because I think that's so important. Um, probably temperance and eight of wands. I mean, actually, <laughs> yeah, you know, actually not so much eight of wands temperance, maybe, you yeah. know, um, because I don't, I, I really love being one or the other, yeah. you know, so far, um, <laughs> You know, today, I, I mentioned to you earlier, I um, one of the cards I pulled today was Devil, the Devil card. I was, it's my answer for this. And, um, and, you know, I have quoted in the past that the Devil is one of my favorite cards. You have been on the record as saying that. <laughs> Death, <laughs> Devil, you know, yeah. um, because I'm just like, let's do it. Sure. Let's fucking Fuck do yeah. this. Fuck yeah. If we're going to do it, do let's commit. This. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and today I pulled it over, mm. you know, in response to some stuff that came up. And, you know, I didn't really love pulling it. Yeah. I didn't love it. Yeah. No one loves <laughs> I it. I didn't but. love it. I was like, oh. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm just cycling through, like... Balance, just balance, 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 and really not knowing. Um, I also, I, I just thinking like, uh, you know, four of pentacles, really sort of like mm. four of pentacles, feeling a little hermity, totally, because you just said like not really knowing what to say these days, yeah. and not because like I'm just sort of dumbfounded, but more hermit energy of. Yeah. I don't think my words are for the world right now in this moment. Yeah. I, I feel you hard on that. And what's your, so this is, I feel like this is a very, um, this is definitely for the listener. Mm -hmm. How are you on time, by the way? Oh, great. No, no, no. I just wanted to look because I wrote, I was like, did I miss a card? I wrote down. Yeah. So it's cards that we'll have been on my 10 mind. Minutes. Is that okay? Oh, it's totally fine. We'll edit this out. Okay. Totally <laughs> or fine. not. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead, please. Check it out. No, I know that I have everything. I wrote yeah. down Empress too because Is she a challenge for you? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd love to talk about that. Um, you so. know, it's probably not the quote unquote right answer. Um but it's the truth. Yeah. I think I think I'm I'm gonna go on record with this and I think and I, I'm I'm willing to defend my answer. Mm-hmm. I think apart from the heavy hitters, because everyone's different, you know, the Empress is the hardest card in the deck. Because she's the great teacher of receiving she's ruled by venus love and beauty and material things but you have to know your worth Mm -hmm. to let them in Mm -hmm. and that's the great teaching of venus Mm -hmm. and like i don't know if there's there's nothing harder than receiving like nothing right i mean i always say this like tell me you're good at receiving and then the next time someone's between your legs 
who tells you they want to go down on you, like that bubble of like, should I, am I okay? Do I, whatever that thing, even when we want to, that can sometimes come up for everyone, people of all stripes, like that experience of that kind of receptivity, somebody giving you money, that shit is hard. Right. Taking time. I would say she's my hardest card. She's my hardest card. Constantly in deep study with her. Yeah. I think I know and then I know nothing. Right. Right. Talk to me about your experience with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I... I've been invited into familiarity with the Empress so much as a pregnant woman and now as a mother. Mm. Um, You know, people just wanting to help, wanting to be present, wanting to um, help me feel good and comfortable and and having a a spouse who treats me like a queen Mm. and who... Just wants to make me happy like all the time, which is legit my setup. It is totally my and <laughs> and and I'm at times very uncomfortable with that. Sure. Um, and it wasn't until uh, Yona was like maybe a month and a half old. I had someone over, and I had my husband and my friend in the house who whose sole purpose in coming to my house was to help me with this new baby do help me with anything. I have the baby in my arms and I'm attempting to water my beloved plants with the other hand. And she's like, can I do that? Or can I help you? Or I'm like, no, 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 I got it. I got it. And this person has known me for so long that um, she remarks to my husband, you know, she's always been like that and it pisses me off, you know, kind of like kind of joking or whatever. But um, and so to bust her balls in return, I just like it was like, do you want to know why I do that? And it, it was the first time I said it out loud to someone that I wasn't paying as a therapist. I said, I um. I don't want to ask you for things um, because one, I, I don't want anyone to get annoyed with me and leave for asking for anything, yeah. one. And two, I want to be invaluable to you so that you'll always need me to be around. Mm. And I'm so glad that I chose to be a ball buster to her in that moment I because as soon as I said that, I was like, huh, <laughs> Sounds well, interesting coming out of my mouth. Well, it? you know, and 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 I looked around, and um, you know, that was a very valid way of living for me for a long time. Um, trying by any means necessary to keep people in my life, people being my mother and my father, um, to no avail. Right? You know, didn't really work, and so I just tried it throughout life you know please don't leave please don't leave please don't leave um trying to make myself kind of invisible um and invaluable and invaluable do you feel like that's the first great teaching one of the first great teachings of your son to you i do yeah i think so I think it was, yeah. (laughs) 
that it was okay to receive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that um, you know, one to be a, a present and effective mother, my well must be full, yeah, as full as possible, right? Mm-hmm. One and two. Um, he and I are one and the same. We are made from the same stardust cosmically mm-hmm. and physically. Mm-hmm. Um, and that little boy is deserving of every speck, ounce, molecule of love and care and whatever, you know. Why not me? Yeah. Back to, you know, the thought of... um you know, how this work came into be. I would do anything to help other people get where they want to be. When, what am I going to do that for myself? Yeah. And so Yona, you know, one of Yona's, you're exactly right. I've never even thought about that. <laughs> yeah. He, um, he, he just throwing the empress on my ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, right? It's like so true. Such a gentle invitation into that. Well, this has been literally a dream. I cannot wait to have you back. So I'm going to talk a little bit. Liza, um, you can work with Liza and you can book sessions with her. Um, You can email her at Liza at thepersistentmiracle.com. It's true. You can follow her on Instagram. Liza posts the most beautiful photos Oh, first of all, some really deep tarot medicine. And the thing that I love most about your tarot shares on Instagram is that they really reflect this lovely spot in your practice. You don't necessarily always read the cards for people, but you'll just share where you're at and what a card means for you. And it's just, she's a very important and very relevant and very um, extremely high vibrational person to follow. If you're an Instagram person, you can find her at the underscore persistent underscore miracle true yeah when i'm not being a hermit i do yeah you do when it's right when divine guides you to right so liza her shamanic reiki sessions are so unbelievable you have the most beautiful voice she sings over people um as somebody who i might cry over you too sometimes it just depends on what comes up sorry it's beautiful. Yeah, it's no. just what happens. Liza is the most impassioned, <laughs> compassionate, beautiful holder of space. And for anyone, if you've got it or you don't, it doesn't matter. But for anyone with trauma, PTSD, difficulty being touched, having recently gone through a huge trauma, a, you know, grief, I, I have trouble receiving body work. I'm a survivor of PTSD. It's important for me to be in safe company. Liza is one of like very small handful of the number of people I can go to when I'm in need and even when I'm not in need. So she's, and if you've got no trauma, God bless you. Liza is a great choice. (laughs) Um, Truly. I think you're such an exceptional Reiki healer Um, and you can book a myriad of different sessions with her. Anything from shamanic Reiki to a shamanic Reiki and tarot session Mm -hmm. um, to just a tarot session. She does distance sessions. She does distance readings. You come learn with me too. I love to teach. You can come learn with her too. And she also does the occasional Reiki master training. 
Or yeah. Reiki. Oh, no, I'm sorry. You do attunements for people. I do all of them. You I do it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cycling one and two and then three and four. It's really, I say that because I didn't know that I would love teaching as much as I do it's until great. this past year. It's really like, so we're in this together. Yeah. You know? It's beautiful. So, yeah, you can catch her. Is your website thepersistentmiracle.com? It's true. Her website is thepersistentmiracle.com, <laughs> and it's beautiful. Um, and also, if special bonus, if you do follow Liza on Instagram, you will see pictures of her beautiful child oh, and of her dog, Pookie. I mean... And it's worth the follow just for that. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Adore you. This oh, was amazing. Thank you so same. much for sharing your light. Thanks, girl. Okay. Thank Bye. you for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs>